What's up, bro? How's it feel? Congratulations, man. How's it feel, bro? Hey, welcome to the top 6%, 11% of Latinos. What is 11% of Y'all ever use the air horn? Oh, use it. How are you just pulling this out? We just had all this. Could have been using all this. Use it in the second part, dude. All right. Hey, 2H Snappers. Welcome back with your two favorite mother effers. And Steve, we're back on Thursday. You know what Thursday means? Well, that much closer to Friday. Do it, Steve. <laughs> we're that much closer to Friday. Hey, we got some more beer ratings, and we're going to get into what Steve is doing for the community, for his life. And we're just going to get into it. So sit back, buckle up, let's go too hard, too fast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast Podcast. The loco. <laughs> it's the loco. <laughs> it's the It's the podcast of the century. It's the loco. Right. Yeah, I didn't do the I didn't do the whole broad in perspective thing, but you um, know, people get it. <laughs> I messed up that intro again because you know what? It's Thursday. We're still wearing the same clothes. You know how we do when it's Thursday? Mm, we've been we changed back to our clothes that we wore on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> when it's Thursday, we've been drinking a few. That's right. All right. Let's get started. All right. Worm, you got part two. Let's do the review for your uh, brewskis. All right. Oh, you know what? I think I think Steve got 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 the uh, infectious. I don't know. You didn't ask him. It's been a while. Tuesday from Tuesday to Thursday, a lot of things can happen. Mm. All right, well, we're gonna hey. do these quick. All right, so this is a good way to we're get, get it um, El Indio right here, bro. So I want to ask Steve from a Hispanic perspective: Is this offensive? Do I hear an ice cream truck behind you? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I live. I, I live in that kind of neighborhood. Hey, you know what they're selling, right? Right here. What they're selling. Shoot. What time is it? We've talked about this on the podcast before. It's nine o'clock. Who's buying ice cream? Who's buying ice cream at nine o'clock? Hey, Those but no, I'm not real, dude. I I love this logo. It's cool. I like it. It represents my people. Somos fuerte. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, dude, uh, I like it. It's probably one of my favorite uh, Mexican beers, Echo in Mexico. You know what I mean? The only bad part is still the 4.1. It's all right. I still give it a 1.7. 1.7. You know 1. what? 1.7, 4. 1.7, 4. I'll agree with it because for the long time, for a long time, that beer was not sold here in the U.S., Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what reason. And it had cocaine, did. like Coca-Cola. Yeah, probably. And there was a lot of like <laughs> rumors. There was a lot of rumors of why it wasn't sold here. Um, but I would every time you know I would go to Mexico. That's the beer I would I would buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indio. You mm-hmm. didn't get it here in the U.S. at the time. So yeah. what did you give it? A one point seven four? What did you say? One point seven four, yes, sir. Good deal. Good deal. Steve, you drinking anything? 
different? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, drinking. Oh. Well, uh, some of y'all may have not heard of this this particular beer. It's uh, actually an import. Um, it's pronounced Tecate. <laughs> you know, never heard of it, bro. Is it light or is it? Red? It is light. It's light. You know, I, I usually like to follow. You know, after an IPA, you know, I, I like to you know, uh, you know, get my pinky up, and then I also I, I like to drink a beer, a light beer, right after. Do you put lemon in it? No, I don't. No. But I hear they're oh. good with uh, micheladas. You should have a michelada episode. Oh, that would be cool. That's a good idea, bro. I'm down. You know All what? Right, Our so... next one, we're going to do it with you. <laughs> All right, give me a rating on that one. I, that one's a little more mainstream. It is, it is. Yep. It's not a I – wouldn't, I wouldn't call it full body. <laughs> I call it – I call I it a – I think it, body. A smooth <laughs> body. Ooh, oh, a smooth body. Like after after, after, after a little, after a overnight shave worm. That's right. A little. Well, I'm uh, always smooth, dude. They got the light. Why would you rate it? Uh, I give it a, a one point one. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> like all over the place, Steve. All no, 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 no. I like to it's have. Night tastes and like day. piss. You say it tastes like piss, bro. I didn't say that. Would you rather I, drink piss after a a, a, a full body? I, IPA. Oh my gosh! You know you got it. You got to chase it down with with something smooth. You know? <laughs> yes, but you're, you're not gonna have a nice dinner and then f-ing eat for dessert. You know I, mean? I guess I guess you can stay. I guess you can say I went too hard, too fast, <laughs> or too right. light, too light, too, too fast. Too light, too light, too fast, dude. No, well, so, one one point one means like you think it's such a disgusting beer, but if there's nothing else, like. That and you still want to drink? Like, you have no choice, and that's the only beer you're gonna drink. I, I, okay, how about this? The way I'll explain it is, I'm invited to a picnic pre-COVID, right? And I forgot to bring the chips or whatever it was I needed to bring, yeah. and um, I stopped at the local little hole-in-the-wall convenience store. I'm gonna pick up a case of Tecate Light. So what but, is that? Like a 1.6? Five, 1. I guess. 1.3 best. Maybe a 1.25. Okay, okay. Well, no, but, but, but we're forgetting. Do you like the label? Do you think the label's correct? Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's right. You're right. Thank, you're right. Thank you. I do like the label. It's It's got a, a you know, a nice, uh, you know, balance. Yeah, I think that's cool, dude. It's got a good balance. It looks like Shields label. Traditional. Like I don't <laughs> know if you all know who Shield is. All right, never mind. I would, yeah, I would go with a 1.25. 1.25? Yeah, I like. I, I will. I will keep your score at one point one. There it is. Well, yeah. can I? Can I? Can I uh, take it back and, and give We're it? We're not warm. Does it, it all the time? Uh, yeah, George. George is a hypocrite, bro. He would criticize me for doing that, and then he did a whole little segment of him doing it. A hypocrite, dude. Take it back. One point two five. I'll accept it. It's a, it sounds a little more reasonable. A lot more reasonable than one point nine one that you gave. Oh my god! All right, Warpsters, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but no, that was funny, bro. One point nine and one point one. I wait. <laughs> I think that got the, you gave it a one point two, Steve. Is that your yeah? One point two five. Okay, well, but well, I guess not. Uh, not I kind of dozed off when George was explaining some stuff, though. But um, I mean, the alcohol content, I know it's low, but it's a good price, don't you think? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. I, would, price, I didn't talk it's a about good the label. price. It's something that you intentionally buy. I think it deserves at least a 1.5. Because to me, a 1.2 is like still like, ah, uh, 
someone else bought it. I'm going to drink it. I mean, well, that's my thing. Like, uh, like I said, like my little story there, like I'm in a rush. I look through the aisles okay. and I, and I see it there. I'm like, okay. Oh, it's something you're familiar with. Okay. Okay. And I the mean, little, the little hole in the wall, the Anditas have them, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. I guess so. Here's what I, um, I would say. The Gata Light is actually one of my favorites to drink. But also it's like one of those choices. Like if I'm going to go to a tailgate and I'm going to be there for hours, then it's probably my go-to because I don't want to feel like too heavy. And also I don't want to like go too hard too fast where I don't even remember the football game. So like that's something like I would I would enjoy for a long period of time. All right. So – Shiner. Gorgeous turn. <laughs> Why are you hating on me, dude? Nah, I'm just joking, bro. All right. So, Shiner, dude, I saw this. I had to get it. Oh, dude, I was so close in getting it. I wish I did. We could have tried it together, bro. Ooh, I want to do things with you, you together. Right? How do you say I want to taste things it? with you together. <laughs> Why do we how say, say How do you say it, George? I say pecan, or is it pecan? Pecan? I don't, I don't know. know. You tell me. We've Ooh, hey, we could get into that too, bro. The difference. We had a, we've had this I discussion. I call it a pecan. What do you call it, Steve? Pecan. 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 <laughs> I'm going to drink some pecan beer. Pecan. Shiner, what do you say, Shiner? Pecan. Pecan. <laughs> Sheener. Nueces. All right. Uh, open it, bro. Hurry up, bro. You're boring, Steve. Oh my god! <laughs> so, Steve, how was your day? Huh? Did you have a good day? It was great. All yeah. right, for you, Steve. Clean the bottle. You you finished it? Yeah, dude. That's what I do. You guys were too busy, like trying to. Dang. <laughs> um. <laughs> honestly, I had I had one of these on Wednesday before this uh, podcast. These are freaking good, man. They're I really good. <laughs> they have, they they're it's sweet and you can taste like that pecan flavor, um, and it's actually a six point oh percent alcohol. Wow. Yeah, for a shiner, good. that's pretty good. You get a six pack for about nine bucks, a good price, okay. typical shiner price. Yeah, it's a twist yeah. off, so you don't need to pop it off. Oh, uh, label is okay. cool. Like I'm gonna it. give it. A one point, a one point, eight one. Dang, that's dude. probably the highest I've gotten in yeah. a long time. Wow, that's wild. Uh, no, one point eight one. It's really freaking good. Like seriously, I would buy this every chance I can. Like they should not make it seasonal. They should just keep it out all year long. Yeah, hell yeah. Man, you, you know what hey, seasonal I beer I love? <laughs> beer had a, a Shiner cheer. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it a comes out in the summers yeah. usually. No. The what? The, what? The, the, no, the, the, shine, the cheer. The, the Christmas one. The one that comes the out in the winter. The cheer. The cheer. 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 Yeah, yeah, no, no, I get it. Yeah, I, did, I even forgot about it. But yeah, I did a re- we did a review on that for Christmas. The only Shiner, the only Shiner beer I don't like is the Ruby. Sorry. Yes. Sorry for uh, people. Out. I don't like the ruby. I think I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think I've had it once. I don't know if I've met anybody that likes the ruby. Actually, Steve, are you that guy? <laughs> Which guy? 
Point the like the ruby. Phone, yeah. dude. We're checking your phone. You're on two hearts too fast. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the ruby, the the shiner ruby. I I haven't. Uh, you know what? I have had it, but I don't think. I mean, I guess it wasn't as it wasn't full body, smooth body, mm. no body. It was just it was no it was no good. <laughs> no no bueno. So, Steve, let's get into it, bro. I want to know your full right. story, bro. Where were you born? Where were you raised? Where'd you go to school? What was your experience? So, obviously, uh, my experience growing up in El Paso was different from yours growing up in San Antonio. And actually, I have a lot of questions regarding that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think, because me going to San Antonio, it's a different culture. You know what I mean? So, so I want to hear your perspective about it, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, born and raised San Antonio. Um my family's lived in like the west side of San Antonio now for about three generations. El Hueso? <laughs> you know it, yeah. Yeah. Here, that's what that's what uh, a lot of uh, you know the neighborhood folks kind of call it. And um, do you know the story behind that, or not so much? Just... No, I don't know the story behind. It. I just know some people call it El Hueso. Hueso. <laughs> Even your um, parents too? Like they yeah. always call that too? No, I mean they they or... call it just I mean, just the west side or the neighborhood, you know. And so, um, I mean, I, I guess, like, I didn't really realize, and, like, how, um, I guess, meaningful or how proud of a community it was, right, until actually, I, you know, I, I, uh, I attended Our Lady of the Lake, right, for, mm -hmm. for undergrad, and, um, you know, it's... 1.81! One Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, Talking uh, about El Hueso. Show some respect. That's right. Don't talk about El Hueso. El Hueso. And so the you know the the West Side is, is the community right that that surrounds Our Lady of the Lake, and um, and you know it, it's just been um, you know it's just been a, a meaningful place to me right. And so you know born and raised in San Antonio, went to school here uh, Ooh, from undergrad. School? We always ask. Our, Lady, our Lady of the Lake University. Bro, no bro, high school, barely, bro. High school. High school. You haven't seen our podcast enough. I have You look like a Jefferson person. Oh my god, Jefferson! No, I went. To, That's I the only high school uh, I know. So. No, no, you know where you look like a Jefferson. A <laughs> <laughs> you look like a Jefferson. I was gonna say the same one. That's the only one. I know. You're gonna say Frenchy? I was gonna say Jefferson too. I was, I was gonna say. <laughs> Well, that's only ice going. Oh, well, that, that's there. on the west side. That, that's that's up on couples, up isn't it? So, <laughs> no, I went to uh, I went to Holy Cross, Holy Cross of San Antonio, and oh, yeah. Um, yeah. See, this is why we ask anybody that we interview that's from San Antonio. Um, we always ask what high school you went to because we've learned that that's how people like communicate here in San Antonio. It's like, hey, you're from San Antonio. What high school did you go to? Oh, that one. Well, we do it in El Paso, too. You know what I mean? I think uh, everybody does. You know, but since I, like well, except for Eagle Pass. I only have two of them. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you I, from this one when, or this I was one? There, when I was there, it was one just split into two. Oh, cameras. my God. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? I, I've always heard, like, um, El Paso people, like, that. they would – they. that's, like, the first question. Like, when I introduced, oh, yeah. like, two people from El Paso that know each other, like, that's their – their standard question, you know, oh, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. If, if both of them have PhDs or whatever, or have just done random yeah, stuff. No. They always ask, you know, what high school did you go to? Oh, yeah. And that's how, that's how they gauge if they were going to be friends or not. 
Yeah, yeah dude, I don't know. That's, and it that's gets me mad because everyone always gets disappointed when I tell them my high school. And I'm proud of it, dude. I'm a conquistador, so, dude. I'm from Del Valle. And they're all like, oh, like as if it's so ghetto. Get out of here, dude. What's that one school that we said that we were going to start a whole uh, revolution against or whatever? Oh, Islera. We should change, change their names. Change their name. In El Paso? Yeah. Islera. There was like a, a few podcasts. Ago, I think with Edwin or somebody, I think in Edwin Marcus, there was a name like it was like a, like a, a name that could have been could be taken offensive, and we were just like ah, change the name. Dang, I don't remember. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Thank this you. is Steve's podcast. Quit ruining. Quit derailing, know, dude. Forget George. George keeps mentioning Edwin, dude. Get away from Edwin, bro. God, we're talking about Steve here. I think, you're gonna have, I think you're just gonna have to invite Edwin back with me when we do the Michelada. Oh, there you go. That sounds like a good idea, dude. 1.81. Which, by the way, I will say this. Edwin brought a chelada to a, a Modelo chelada. That one was like point a, a 3.2. That guy didn't get drunk with us. I think we just got drunk by ourselves. <laughs> I appreciate Anyways, the Steve, I apologize for George. <laughs> Continue, bro. Holy Cross, bro. Um, I got – well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, So, you know, I uh, um, – yeah, so from, from there, um, yeah, born and raised West Side, went to Holy Cross, San Antonio, and, um, you know, decided to... Uh, What's the experience to going to a, a religious high school? Or a, not, is that what it's called? Or a, Well, it's a private, it's a private Catholic high school, you know? Private and parochial, right, is what, like, I guess the classified in. Um, All boys? <clears throat> boys and girls? No, so, yeah, mine was, um, mine was COVID. So, I, I went... COVID? <laughs> Not COVID, COVID. <laughs> oh, COVID. Okay, okay. I was gonna yeah, say so. YouTube's gonna push us down and Spotify and all that. And, you know, if we mentioned COVID <laughs> too many times. You only got two more times you can say it. <laughs> COVID, COVID. Go ahead, Steve. We're done. This is gonna get no views. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Steve. Sorry, sorry. It's Thursday. You know how we. That's do. okay. That's okay. Uh, and so um, it was a it was a good experience. Um, I mean, I I don't know, like. I, I really enjoyed my, my high school experience. That's where I kind of started falling in love with, um, like, the idea of community, right? And just kind of what Jesus. it means what it means to be part of a community. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> what else? Was it that funny? <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> It was like one of those like jokes that like the throwaway jokes that but it just fits so perfect. All right, okay. No, no, that's good. The community though, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The community. Uh, it's so uh, man. Now people are gonna think I'm making fun of the community. No, 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 no. we're not. We're me. I am, dude. No, um, and so no. Also, like you know, honestly, like I, I really enjoyed. Um, like my time there and then so when I was looking at universities right and um, I, I think I mentioned in the you know on Tuesday there that uh, I'm a first generation you know going to um, pursuing a four-year degree and uh, one of my decisions like like to pursue a higher education was um, honestly just because like my friends from high school were, were going to college you know like that was the big thing and so it just was understood right I got to go somewhere and um, Our Lady Lake gave me the best uh, financial aid package out of the other universities that I, you know, applied to. 
And then second, it was close by to my uh, my grandmother's house to where, you know, like if something would happen, I was able to like, you know, I'll be, be close by to help out, right? And um, luckily it was only two instances where like, you know, she needed my help for something, right? Nice. And so, um, oh, go ahead. Okay, before you move on, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so uh, I guess how, how, uh, how did you go about or who decided to take, take it to a private high school? Because, you know, usually people, they think, man, it's really expensive. Um, is it even worth it? I guess, how, how, how did that happen? And did your family struggle a lot to get you through that? Or, or you guys yeah, you know, were able to manage? You know, and that, that's a good point, right? And so um, there's, a, like, there's a perception, right, that um, you know, people have to go to private, private uh, high school, private education, right? Yeah, that there's a, there's a privilege and, and it is a privilege it is a privilege yeah. right to go um because both my parents worked um they didn't buy a new car for a good a good while mm. and um you know my, but we were I, honestly i was blessed and lucky that my parents were you know like they kind of trusted me and my brother to make a lot of decisions like for ourselves wow. right and so like my brother had the option to go to private school and he chose to go to public school the public route but um you know, between the two of us, like he, he really is just like, he's just really sharp, you know, graduated top 10, you know, he actually went to Jefferson, oh, <laughs> you know, you know? Yeah, is that where yeah. you would have gone? Um, I actually would have gone to Fox Tech, you oh, know, isn't that time, where the Castro it, brothers went to? No. So actually the Castro brothers went to, went to Jefferson. Oh, really? Dang, yeah. I thought Fox. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my parents were like, no, we're just going to send you to, we want to send you to private school, you know, um, because, um, and I'm not even Catholic, right? They sent me to private school because it was the one of the best educational options available to me, right? Wow, and it's um, on the west side too, right? Holy it God. is still on the west side, yeah. Oh, it is awesome. on the west side, and and um, you know that school itself, like Holy Cross San Antonio, is a college preparatory institution. You know, their goal is to kind of prepare students, you know, for college, um, but also instill in them some morals and and some some guidelines to kind of just be good citizens, really. You know. So what you're saying is that you took a proper Catholic opportunity to go to a Catholic high school while you are not Catholic. Yeah. So like, are you Catholic now? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Catholic okay, now. Okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, hell's wrong with you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can cut that out. <laughs> All right, guys, that is it for part two. <laughs> <laughs> We have no idea who we're bringing on this podcast anymore. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And for that reason, you're not in the fraternity anymore. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but you had to like have to study. You had to take Catholic classes. Like, yeah, I had to take. Um, was there a struggle with that, or like you were just like, that's oh, oh. a class. No, I'll do it. The work. No, it's. I mean, I just treated it. I mean, like, because I went to. I mean, a Catholic. Um, elementary and middle school also and so wow. um a lot of those foundational things that i learned and stuff i just felt like it was just adding on to it and if anything um the kind of the 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 theology classes right that's what, what it was called you know which would take place i guess of like a, what like an elective class at a public school um were like based on catholic social teaching right and so it's it was really kind of like yes while it is rooted in catholicism it's a lot of um, kind of um, philosophical, you know, theoretical, you know, foundations that kind of bring, like, kind of show the value um, and the um, 
just like how important it is to just treat people with, with respect. I mean, in a nutshell, without getting too academic or sounding too theoretical, it just all boils down to treating people with respect and treating people the way you want to be treated, you know? Did you have to do any, like, kind of service work while you were there? Yeah, yeah I did a lot of community service. Um, it was really cool, you know, kind of, you know, um, we would partner a lot with, uh, I think, Catholic Charities. And uh, we would do like a canned food drive, things like that, or we do like a service project. Um, we'd have to do a certain amount of service hours, required service hours at, at the school. Um, not at the school, but all, like off campus, you know. So, um, and actually that's kind of one of the reasons why I joined the fraternity, you know, when I, when I you know, uh, enrolled at Our Lady of the Lake was that the fact there was a service component to it. You know, nice. I enjoyed doing that. Nice. Yeah, it was hey, fun doing that. Yeah. Hey bro, so, <clears throat> you know, I, and I, I mean this seriously, like I, I do see a lot of success coming your way and stuff. And usually a lot of successful people, their parents usually had to enroll. Sometimes they don't, but uh, I mean, it all, it seems obvious that your parents really valued education. Is there a reason why? Were they born in San Antonio or, you know, were, were they from yeah. Mexico and they came here and they just knew, man, education was a good, a good way, I guess, towards the American dream or just for success or, or why did they value it so much? Yeah. You know, so, um, I guess, I mean, really, um, it was a family member, right, that went to another, so like, you know, I said, I did went to elementary and middle school, right, to Catholic, uh, Catholic school, mm-hmm. and um, that person in the family had a really good, you know, experience, and like, she was very successful, and, you know, and, and said that, you know, that would be a, a good fit for me, right, that, that um, elementary middle school, it's called St. John Bosco, also mm-hmm. on the west side, and um, <clears throat> they're actually, um, I really kind of credit my um, like some of my foundational uh, um, understandings of empathy, you know, cause there were these nuns, these Salesian sisters, right. They kind of taught, you know, like how, what it meant to be, you know, a good person really kind of valuing love and respect those kinds of things. Right. And so at the time when you're a kid, right, you're just like, okay, whatever. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you're memorizing this stuff, right. Cause they're testing you on this, you know? So yeah. like, I can, I know I can recite a lot of these things, you know? Um, but um, no, my parents were, you know, they felt that it was just like a really cool community to be a part of um, education wise, you know, mm-hmm. I just felt like it was just the best thing for me. And um, it was they saw it more as an investment, um, you know, for myself. And uh, and they've also recognized, you know, like, you know, their upbringing where they went to school and they felt like they, um, you know, they had they, you know, they got an education. My mom, she she has an associate's degree. She decided to. Um, pursue um, early child care development and even though my dad didn't go to college he did, he did multiple trades you know went to trade school and whatnot I learned a lot of different things so um, to this day like my dad's always reading he's always reading something new and always you know kind of learning new things and whatnot and so um, it's just kind of like both of them just really like enjoy learning different things kind of all the time you know just like to know things nice oh, were they both born in San Antonio yeah they were both born in San Antonio um you know, my, um, my grandparents, like my grand on my dad's side, you know, my grandmother, uh, she did like, you know, um, only went up to the sixth grade, did migrant work, uh, you know, and working in the fields. And so like, you know, that was her, his, her story. And then my, my mom's, um, grand, uh, my mom's parents, you know, they immigrated from Mexico, you know, in the early 1930s and whatnot. And, oh, um, so like, Ooh, like I said, the it's great just, depression. Shoot. Um, no, actually, I'm sorry. It was like the 1940s, right? So, like, uh, <laughs> you know, I know, right? I'm like, oh, here. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, 
yeah, they immigrated here in the 1940s. My my grandpa and grandma, with my um, my aunt and uncle, right? My mom's um, older siblings, and so my mom was born here in the, in, in the U.S. You know, and so um, yeah, man. Like I said, we're third generation. I'm third generation, kind of living in the neighborhood still, and nice. um, and and you know, when I talk about community, right? I I kind of got really into it, right? When you know, after I graduated from Our Lady of the Lake, you know, I I decided to um, apply to UTSA's um, uh, master's in public administration program and I studied economic mm-hmm. development that's right and um, I started looking at the west side right as as a, as a place to kind of study and whatnot and, and see like what you know what are the projects that were here and that's right birds up <laughs> yeah so so anyway like I said you know I, I was doing um, you know my research economic development and whatnot and and one of the things I, I looked at historically right and and this is actually you know um, you know, I don't want to bore everybody, whatever. But it just, you know, it's an interesting fact of how, like, um, don't worry, we don't want you to bore anybody either. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll cut it off. We'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> All you're gonna have is my UTSA story. Palms <laughs> out. Actually, believe it or not, bro, this is a fact. Actually, if you would watch our podcast, you would know. Actually, when we leave you uninterrupt, uninterrupted. Um, that means that we're actually intrigued. So, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, thanks. So all those other types of audience this time, nah, but <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just joking. No, no, but go on, bro. This is good stuff. Yeah, bro. yeah. So 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 like, you know, one one thing I found in that I remember right from my masters was like um the um like during like segregation, right? And like how certain communities, you know, like say this community only had the Mexican Americans, this community only had, you know, Lebanese Americans, and this community only had African Americans like you would have a mix, right, of professionals, all different types, right? So like you can have a police officer being a neighbor to um, a teacher, being a neighbor to a doctor or whatever, you know, and because that's the only, that's the only community where they could buy property, you know? Mm. And so like you had examples of folks, you know, like that, oh, okay, well, I can, you know, oh, Mr. So-and-so's a doctor or Mr. So-and-so's, you know, um, a lawyer, you know, or something like that. You can, you see those examples and stuff. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to live in, I'm going to live in the West side too, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, kind of uh, be an example. And if you look at my house, I have like four different like universities, like just kind of garden signs there. And, <laughs> and you know, I've, I've, I've been thinking about like buying a, a yard sign that says, you know, ask me any questions about, you know, college, what you think about it. And that's awesome. You you're like, you're, 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 you're like college cafe. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, you're, you're the like West Side College Cafe. <laughs> that's what I want to be, you know. What were you saying, George? Sorry, I was like, are you saying like you're inviting people to just come and knock in your, at your house and talk, ask about it or what? I haven't thought about it all the way through, but like my point is, is like, you know, when I, when I get home from work, I wave to my neighbors, you know. Um, they they kind of, you know, they all know me and it's a real cool, you know, it's, it's a barrio, you know, and like, good morning. And in case I don't see you, good evening and good night. (laughs) (laughs) No, instead I I get, I get comments like when I'm working on something outside, uh, I'll get comments like, yeah, metal, yeah, (laughs) metal. Like if I'm almost done or they're judging me, how I'm getting your doctor degree, yeah, metal. (laughs) 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 No, bro. They're judging me about how straight my fence is that I'm making or, or oh, really? whatever I'm building in my front yard. Yeah, dude. What, just pay them, dude. They could probably do it faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably, they really are good at what they do, you know. 
but I mean, but that that's great, bro. So you don't want to leave your community because a lot of times, I guess, people see it as, oh, I'm finally getting out, right? And that they're going to some, they're going somewhere better. But you want to stay and you want to help develop and keep improving your yeah, environment and, and, or the community and, you and, came from. Yeah, and at the same time, like you know, I, I think, um, like I don't, I don't think I'll live here forever, right? In this particular, in this no, in this community, at this house. Um, but while I'm, you know, working at the university, it's very close by. Um, it's, it's really become like something I enjoy, you know, I really enjoy kind of, you know, being in the community or like when I walk my dogs or whatever, um, and I have to be careful, right? Cause there's always a bunch of dogs, kind of street dogs <laughs> running around, you know, um, it, it just feels like, you know, it feels at home, you know? And like, you know, when I was, when I now, when, well, before COVID, I would drive to Austin for class. I would feel that there was, um, I don't know, just like you could tell the difference, right? From like San Antonio and Austin, kind of there's this vibe. I don't know if the last time y'all been to Austin, but um, it's just a whole different kind of vibe that you that you're when you're in Austin and whatnot. It's a hipster vibe or what? Keep. Austin I don't know what you want to call it. You know, I I like both places, right? I like both places, but I think in Austin I feel more comfortable just being like weird. Then ah, that's not even like a. Thing on Austin, like I don't know, I, it sounds all. It sounds like like a cop out, like oh, keep Austin weird. More like you're free to just be, like just express, like, or just like just be you. Like there's like a, such a free vibe. That's the that's what I feel. And Austin you know, is just a free vibe, except if you're in traffic. There's nothing free about that. Oh man. my gosh, no, jeez. But in San Antonio, it's like. You can you can be relaxed, and, but it's not the same like freeness. It's like like a different kind of. I don't know. I feel like there's more like cultural expectations, like uh, from me. You know, in my case, in my in my experience, I feel like there's more there's certain there's more expectations of me from people that don't even know me, right? But just because that I'm a you know a Hispanic man or a Latino, whatever you want to call me, you know, um, there's an expectation of how I'm supposed to react or act or something when I'm around certain people or certain um, situations, right? So you so like in Austin, San Antonio, you would have to be more Hispanic? I'm saying in San Antonio, like, there's an expectation of, like, uh, maybe a little bit more conservative, you know, dressing or, or like, depending mm. on where I'm at or, or, or um, expectation of, like, um, being more family-centric, you know? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to give no, you some right, examples right, right. just off, off, the, off the cuff here. But like in Austin, I, I think maybe because also Austin's um, just really a place for young people now. It's kind of yeah. changing, right? It's really a lot of young professionals that are kind of you know fl- the, the whole flight to Austin right now with all those different tech tech companies that are popping up, and um, it kind of um, you know it's just happening real fast. It's happening real fast, and unfortunately, there's a lot of people of color that are kind of suffering from it too, um, especially like in East Austin or people being displaced and. The, price, the cost yeah. of living is only increasing, you know? So, yeah. hey, bro, so you would drive, I mean, what's that, like an hour and a half from San Antonio? How yeah, long yeah. did you so, go to Austin? Because I'm like, damn, that's, that's a lot yeah, of money. So, so when I was applying, you know, to, to programs or whatnot, I wanted to do an in-person, um, you know, doctoral program that, um, you know, wasn't like like a traditional PhD, right? So I'm not getting a PhD, I'm getting an EDD, EDD. Um, in higher education leadership. Which is like a practitioner Austin. thing, though, right? But you'll yeah. still be a doctor, though. You'll still That's be right. A... It'll be, it's still a doctoral program. still going to be the title of doctor. Uh, but I wanted more of a practitioner-based 
you know, program rather than a, you know, a research-based program. And they both have their pros and cons, right? Um, but, you know, you know, I wanted to kind of study, you know, higher education leadership. And so, you know, UT Austin being flagship university of, of, the, of the state and whatnot, and that's, that's kind of what I chose and that they had an in-person program, right? So like my, my president, the university president, so like three, okay, so the whole reason why I wanted to get a doctorate um, to begin with was, um, you know, I was on a call for work, right? And I'm a fundraiser, you know, I do major gifts fundraising for you know, Our Lady Lake University. And I was on- I haven't visit. gotten any major gifts, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here, I'm a guest here, so that's, that's considered a major gift. <laughs> We'll see how well this performs. Yeah, uh, should we have to donate now? Did you only come here to ask us to donate? <laughs> I know. I just came As here. Alumni, to I, I came. Do it I live. <laughs> give, give me your credit card now. <laughs> I came to here to prove that George is still alive, no matter what he sa says on the telethon. I know, George. We lost your telethon. contact information. Can you give me an updated email? Anyway, so. Yeah. So yes, yeah. So uh, you know, I was I was on a call with the president, and um, and she's really great. She's really great, um, really great leader. And and um, you know, most I don't know most. So most most people don't know that the primary job now um, for a university president is to be like the chief fundraiser of the mm -hmm. institution. You know, and so um, you know, I was I was with her on a mid on a visit um, to visit with a donor, and you know, we we're just kind of talking and. Um, and she kind of said, hey, you know, Steve, I don't know if you thought about, you know, you know what your plans are when your career, but, you know, if, I don't know if you've ever thought about getting your doctorate. Um, you know, I can see you being like a university president someday and yeah. you, you have some of those qualities, you know, that I think, you know, are, are necessary for that position. And so I was like, oh, okay. You know, I felt that was like one of the coolest things anybody's ever said to me. Um, and so, you know, in my head too, I'm thinking, you know, you know what, like, I don't know if I want to get a doctorate right now. I'm kind of like, you know, kind of enjoying what I'm doing. I think I want to go back to work in government relations or something, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm going to apply. I'm going to apply to the hardest program I can find. And if I don't get in, you know, so I don't get in. <laughs> and, um, you know, but at least she'll know like that, hey, I tried, you know. And so I ended up getting in. And so. Um, You're a damn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, no, I it wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, uh, but I, but you know, I, I always put my best foot forward. Right. Cause I, I thought it through right? Like I was, I generally what there was, there was a part that was, I was interested in. Right. What's that interest part? Like, is it just the, the funding that like fundraising or is well, it so like I, I, I'm interested in my program, right? Like I think I mentioned, so it's the, University of Texas through the College of Education. Yes, um, yes, you said it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, do, do, you, no, you do your longhorn thing. Do your longhorn you thing right here, bro. You're, You're better than us. You're better than us. I get it. <laughs> no, no, horns, no. bro. We get. It. Um, but it's it's like a it, you know it's the higher education leadership and policy, and it's the program's different from the other ones that I looked up because it's rooted in in equity, equity and social justice. You know, and so I was like, oh, okay, this is this is different. And so, um, like my whole reason, like why, you know, I raise money, right. But I, I just can't work anywhere and raise money for any, any nonprofit or any institution. It has to be something that I can really kind of, um, get behind its mission, get behind its, you know, the, the people they serve. And so, um, I found out that, you know, what it was really is the fact that it's, it's a Hispanic serving institution. Mm -hmm. And so that ended up becoming like really my passion for my research, um, which is, 
kind of learning and understanding the experiences of Latinx development officers or Hispanic, whatever you want to call it, um, and how they raise money for Hispanic serving institutions. And so um, I'm a, you know, Latino, Latinx, Hispanic, whatever you want to call me. Puro raza, um, bro. And, you know, I, I raise money for an HSI. And it, it's, I find it super important, you know, that these institutions continue to kind of grow because they really do serve a large percentage of the Latino population. Um, I think uh, the last I saw, I think uh, it was like some kind of study I was I was using right for my research on, because um, a good amount of, of HSIs or community colleges, I think 46% of the degrees, um, either 46 or 60, 64% of the degrees um, that were granted back in like 2014 were from um, Hispanic serving institutions, community colleges, you know, okay. and huge. so like, it, it's just a huge population that's, you know, educating a lot of, um, you know, Hispanic, Latino folks, you know, and um, it's such a big need because the population's only growing, right? We're already the largest minority group in the U.S. And I think yeah, by like yeah. 2034, we're going to become the majority. And so um, these institutions like like Our Lady of the Lake, they, um, they're, so, they're different, right, from some of the other like institutions because they really put a focus in and understand kind of like the cultural idioms, the religious aspect, the expectations, right, of the students, you know. A lot of our, like, for example, our students, they'll come in with a need, a large need for financial aid. Um, there'll be, a lot of them will be first generation. Um, a lot of them will have expectations, right, of like having to work and maybe send money back home, um, all while still balancing and maneuvering college, right? Because it's kind of hard, you know, if you don't, maybe if you haven't figured it out, if you don't have friends that maybe figured it out that are older, like, oh, hey, you know, you need to fill out your FAFSA like every single year. You need to renew that every year or you need to make sure your grades are, are good. You can't get below a certain percent because you're going to lose grants and you're not going to be able to come back next year. You know, those are, those are some things that you don't really know until like it happens to someone, you know, or it happens to you. The next thing you know, Oh wow. Like no one told me anything. Right. Um, those are kind of like those extra steps, like a Hispanic serving institution, not saying other universities don't do that, but they kind of understand like, okay, these are a lot of our students. You know, a lot of our students are facing these challenges and uh, we need to do something about it. We need to be proactive rather than reactive. So. So your whole. Before, uh, we, go, before we go any further, every time you say yeah. whatever you want to call me, I want to call you a lightly coated leche quemada. Oh, okay. <laughs> leche quemada. <laughs> lightly, lightly. <laughs> I will be more on the burn side. You're a little more lightly. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But let's move forward. I just wanted to say that uh, every time you Yo say it. quemado or what? what well, you, you, like, you're the one that fell from the, the tray onto, like, the bottom of the uh, oven and just, like, <laughs> melted into the oven. And so now it's stuck there forever. And you, you have to, like, scrape it off, but it's not really coming off. Nimodo. That's where you're at right now, dude. Nimodo, but it's okay. Can you help people from the bottom? Like me, bro. Can you? <laughs> oh man no all right then, whatever <laughs> anyways bro anyway so so okay so a uh, hsi and all that so that's your focus though in your in your doctoral program though right yeah how latino community or just kind of like people of color kind of the cultural issues or the different types of roadblocks they kind of face in like student success 
you know, which is a one one big piece, right? That needs that's always looking for funding. And so like student success being, you know, for people that maybe aren't familiar with like higher ed terminology, like just being like, um, you know, tutoring, a writing center, um, extra help for um, maybe students that uh, like a food pantry is now considered part of like student success. It's, it's kind of being debated right now, like having a, a universe being, uh, uh, having a food pantry at a university, right, is really mm-hmm. important because a lot of students um, you know, when they'll take these surveys, they'll kind of report like, you know, um, how confident are you that you're going to have a meal like tomorrow, like a hot meal or a meal that's not like ramen, um, you know, something that's going to be now, nutritional. That, 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 is, that is good because I know when we were in school, a lot of people ran out of their meals, like their meal plan. They ran out of their meal plan, yeah. Way right. before the semester and they were like, yeah. what do we do now? Like, and I tell a lot of people, I used to go to like talks and and meetings that they were serving food just because I ran. I was like, I don't at the yeah. time, like, probably I don't care about what they're talking about or what they're promoting or anything. That's how we got so involved. I just want to go because they're providing food. So I'll go listen to your spiel, but because I need to eat. Yeah, yeah and, and right, and it's we're laughing about it, right? But at the same time, if you look up what that is, that's that's food insecurity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that, students really are like don't know where they're gonna get their next meal. Yeah. I thought know? it was just being savvy, but I guess yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> it was. It's, well, it, also, well, it's it, funny, it's but to surviving. us, that was just like, oh yeah, that's us being savvy. That's us navigating, not even realizing that there that really is an issue. Well, especially, I mean, I was first. I think we're were we all first generation. I think we're all first generation. Yeah. All that stuff, right. So, I mean, I guess we all went through that and not knowing shit, this is a big issue. Uh, but actually, you um, you kind of bring up a good point with the whole food pantry because, you know, one big thing, oh, at least here in West, I'm, well, I'm sure everywhere, um, you know, there's a lot of students. No, with the whole COVID thing, a lot of students, elementary, middle school, through high school, all that, they would rely on they had free meals, you know what I mean? Or reduced lunches and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and so they so the school, school districts had a – pass out food or open up their school so they could get food but then it's funny once you get to college and your first generation all right you're on your own <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah it's funny and we don't realize that but sure. no you're absolutely so, right besides the whole uh, you know the food pantry and things like that is there any like conversations about looking into like mental health also for these students yeah no yeah, absolutely and so you know i know right now um i can speak for like you know, Arlie Lake and, and for, you know, UT um, as a, like a, a student, right, from UT. But um, I know there's been like an increased amount of awareness for um, students to seek out uh, counseling services. Um, you know, it, it's really like, <clears throat> excuse me, it's really important for students um, to kind of know, right, that they're... That <laughs> To know that they have the, like, these counseling services available to them, um, especially just because, like, I mean, people are in isolation, you know? They're at mm-hmm. home, and they're not trying to go out anywhere. And I remember, like, you know, early on in the pandemic, just kind of, like, just laying down and thinking, man, like, this can happen, this can happen, this can happen. And, um, you know, and I go back to, like, cultural expectations and, and stigmas, but, like, you know, counseling, right? The word counseling in itself or seeking counseling is, was like a big stigma. And, you know, like I, myself, like, like I, I went to seek counseling for, um, there at UT, right. This part of my, you know, tuition and whatnot. 
And, um, you know, it was one of the best things I could have done for myself. You know, it's one of those things that um, I really encourage people and especially young men of color or Latinos or, or whoever, you know. If, Leche if, quemadas. Leche quemadas, that's right. I'm going to put that in my research, quemadas. right? I am now so going to refer to the Hispanic, Latinx, Latino community as leche quemadas, you know. <laughs> But um, yeah, man, it's it's such a it's such a big need right now, and and I think there was there was funds that were kind of pumped into that um, to have more access, you know, for students to kind of reach out because now you can do it virtually, right? There was all these new policies that were written up that now you can have a counseling session virtually, and and you can access more students, you can you can reach more students that way, or more people that way. And you probably feel, I guess, if somebody's like feeling ashamed or scared or feeling that oh they're gonna get judged. You can stay in the comfort of your own place and yep. just Zoom or whatever the, they're using. I feel like yeah, that no, I would probably – Worm? Well, yeah, yeah, let me tell time. you my issue very quick. Okay, so first, okay, like, go, I, probably do, I, probably, I probably should get counseling. your issue. I'm going to go for a All break. Right. I probably should get counseling, uh, but then what, what makes me hesitate is I feel like, well, uh, you know, because you're right. Well, part, not necessarily the stigma, but – like, oh, do I? And I don't know. I kind of grew up in this family where, like, just just suck it up or, or just get through it or whatever. So so then I don't see counseling because I don't. I feel like, well, I'm not going through a mental breakdown. My life is fine. I really don't need it for people who are going through some hard times. Mm-hmm. But because I'm not going through some hard times, I feel like, well, that's not for me. You know, I, I, I thought the same thing too, right? It's one of those things like, well, you know, I'll seek counseling like once, like I need it or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing is, you know, I guess and this may be more societal, right? That we need to be, you know, oh, once I'm sick or something, right? I need to take care of it. Like, where is the proactive approach to things, right? Just like, you know, I know like our good buddy, Dr. Serrano, his big, his big thing is that he provides preventative um, uh, therapy, preventative services, right? So that way you don't get hurt, you know? So like, that's what I liked about, about understanding like counseling is like, is be good to yourself, you know, give yourself a break, right? You know, just meet with a counselor and like talk to the person, like, you know, just about, well, and they ask you like, what do you want to talk about? Well, I don't know. It was my first session. You know, I don't really, I feel like I'm dealing with things pretty well right now and whatnot. And they can lead the conversation and where you want to yeah, talk then about. Five minutes right? later, I start crying. <laughs> well, I mean, you could, you never know. dude. You never know. And there'd be yeah, nothing wrong. Can I do it, it drunk. I'll probably be like, <laughs> <laughs> probably the part of the <laughs> like, this is Great. my therapy. Hey, Steve, this is my therapy, bro. <laughs> this is why we started Too Hard to Fast podcast. <laughs> it was for me. <laughs> no, to go on, brother. Go on. But uh, no, man, that's that's my thing now. Now I've been like, I've become in, like, you know, um, just a big proponent, right, of just counseling in general. And yeah, no, that's good. I know specifically in, 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 in my community, you know, like, like Westside San Antonio, where even just many economically um dis- distressed communities there's a large amount of depression you know i mean yeah. if you think about it, it all correlates with you know um with income it all correlates with um just kind of access to resources you know access to to quality education whatever you know however you define that um there's just a huge amount of depression and that could also lead to domestic violence it all also leads to you know other issues and stuff it all it's all interconnected and so um Anyway, I can talk about this stuff all day. You know, my whole thing was like, and that's why I, um, you know, I, I worked in, I worked before this, you know, before working in fundraising, you know, I, I, I did work um, 
for like the last public entity was the, the district attorney's office. And I worked in community relations. And I just remember like, you know, going to different sentencings. And I remember this one particular sentencing to where I saw a guy who was like the same age as me being sentenced to like 30 years in jail um, because he um, killed his baby, you know, and it was like heavy stuff, right? I mean, it was, was I'm talking about, you know, I don't want to get too, I probably went too hard, too fast, right? In that particular right. uh, subject about. matter. But no, um, that's, no that, I mean, that, that, but it's, that's reality. It, it's real. It's reality, you know? And so I felt that, man, you know, like, I like, I guess I was kind of like, I went into the courtroom thinking I've been to, you know, numerous courtroom hearings and stuff and, you know, hearing different charges being laid out. But I remember I didn't expect to hear or see this like proud looking man, you know, get up and just see tears going down his face as he just witnessed his son being sentenced, you know, to essentially like, you know, this, this at the time, 30 years was considered the life sentence for like child abuse cases. Yeah. And I heard like the grandmother and the mother of the child just kind of burst into tears and crying, thanking, you know, thanking God for the result that they wanted, you know, but I'm looking around and um, it's just like, this is like too late, right? It's too late to make an impact or a difference or to change trajectory in like this man's life who was just sentenced, right? Um, and so I started thinking, you know, all these different things. And I just, that's where I figured like education was the route that I wanted to kind of take to make an impact or make a change or be that person that extended a hand to kind of help someone. Hey, let me show you where the financial aid office is. Or, hey, you know what? When they tell you this, you need to say this, you know, because they're not going to take you seriously if you don't say you've already done this, you know, um, stuff like that, right? That's not, um, you won't find it on the website, but you'll find that you, you'll discover that after talking to someone that, you know, has understandings of how to maneuver different things. I want this podcast to be something that helps somebody, whether it's for yeah. a laugh or just to learn something new or like, Hey, I didn't know that. This is how you helped me. And then eventually I do want to figure out how this podcast can be tied into, you know, building some kind of nonprofit or some yeah. kind of organization where, you know, it's an extension of that and we're helping the community. Like I don't want to do something. I do want to selfishly, I want I want to do this for the fun of like building a a, a, a business of it like you know that's where my like my yeah. MBA comes like I want to build a business of it I want to I love mixing in with people and figuring out how sponsorships and all that like I get that but I also want to help I don't want this to just be for me for worm uh I want this. How do we make this for somebody else? Yeah. I'm just here to drink. <laughs> this, is, this is Worm's therapy. <laughs> so, this is me helping Worm. No, no. Uh, there you go. So we're trying to figure out how we can expand to helping more people. And getting drunk like along that. the way. Steve, I think we can like dive into your brain and swim around for a long time. Do a couple like Michael Phelps laps into your brain. <laughs> And just, you're always going to have a lot of things to say. I want to extend the invitation. You're welcome on the podcast anytime. I think there's more to talk about than we have talked about here. Like we wanted, there's so much we can get into. <laughs> hey, and one more question that's not related. Did, what, did you have any final thoughts regarding this topic, Steve? 
No, man. I mean, just I'm I'm just appreciative that y'all were you know interested enough to listen to me or just oh, yeah, kind of yeah. nice enough to listen to <laughs> to my rants. You know, nah, bro. This is good <laughs> stuff. Sure. Steve, I just wanted a drink. <laughs> no. Thank you for making me drink. <laughs> Thanks for revealing problem. No, I'm just, okay, well then. Um, Before Worm asks this question, right, oh, yeah, when oh, he does ask that. this question, I want you to answer this question with that cowboy hat on you. Yeah, 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 dude. I was thinking, oh, man, he should have been wearing that. Go get that it, bro. Go get it. The cowboy hat doesn't even fit me. It was um, one of my cousins from Mexico. I told him I like his hat, right? And when he left, he gave me the hat, right? But when oh. I put it on, it doesn't even, like, fit, like, around my head. I just, modo, I bro. just keep Don't it. mess with it. Don't mess with it. Go get it. <laughs> if, if, you know, if Worm knew about cowboy hats, he would say. <laughs> right. With that said, Steve, just give me a little hairdo. Do something since you can't wear the. Oh, I just got a haircut today. Nice. Is it a, is it a home haircut? No, I went to a barber, so that's why I've been coughing. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, tell me. <laughs> Worm, ask that question Steve? everybody's been waiting about. All right, Steve, what's your too hard, too fast story, bro? It was a time where you were just passed out drunk. <laughs> I'm just like, it doesn't have to be passed out drunk. And it doesn't um, even have to be about you. Just give us a too hard, even about someone else. Whatever you feel comfortable saying. Something that won't hurt your chances of being present. Man. Too hard, too fast. Yeah, too many, huh? <laughs> too hard, too I'm fast, too many. I'm thinking about a time where um, I was in Mexico with some friends. We were in um, Playa <laughs> That's del Carmen. already starting good. <laughs> we are in Playa del Carmen, and I remember it was our first night there, right? Oh, nice. I like and, Playa del Carmen. Um, at the time, right, I was really working on my budget, you know, like I was, you know, um, trying to um, really kind of adult, you know, like really kind of feel like, okay, I'm having a good management. I got life insurance policies. I was, um, you know, had all, I was doing all the right things and um, I was on a budget. And so we get to, we get to, you know, the, our Airbnb and stuff. We're going to go out the first night. We went out that first night. Each of us bought like two bottles of like, you know, whiskey or bucanas or whatever, whatever it was that we bought. And I just remember like, um, you know, that night was ridiculous. And like one and, of our And I'll stop you right there. It was bucanas because anybody that parties in Mexico buys bucanas <laughs> or bucanans. <laughs> and I just, I just remember like the next morning, like all this travesuras happened at, overnight. And then the next morning I was like, man, I'm not going to have enough money to go to the, the cenotes, or w which are like the underground caves. I'm not going to have enough money to go to this club. I already blew through my budget for like two days, you know. <laughs> I just remember we went, like literally, we literally went too hard, too fast on that first night. Hell yeah. And, um, you know, actually, you know who it was? Dr. Serrano that covered my, um, my uh, uh, the tab? fee or whatever to like do the, the cenotes trip. So, like, I was planning on staying that day, and he, he – he covered me and and I paid him back when we got back into back into San Antonio. Dang, nice, bro. So did you have a chance to go see Chichen Itza or Tulum or any of those pyramids? Yeah. Oh no, actually no. On that particular trip, we didn't go to um, no. Chichen Itza, but we did go to Tulum. Um, okay. I don't remember if it was that particular trip, but yeah, no, it was because we stayed in Playa del Carmen and then 
Tulum was like, I don't know, like a 30 minute drive from there. It's like an hour or yeah, maybe 40 An minutes. hour or 30 or 30 minutes. Some else, it wasn't too long, you know, but it was just no, enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. With that said, I think Dr. Edwin Serrano has gotten enough promotion from Steve's <laughs> podcast. I know. Well, George, George, George is mentioning him. And we did. I know. I did. Even we did. Him. You did. even called me Edwin. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. But with that said, this is the end of part two. Thanks for sticking around. We had a great time. College Stories, part one. <laughs> I was going to say Edwin again. Wow. <laughs> hey, you threw me off. This is on you. <laughs> no. All right, this is the end of part two. Thanks for sticking around. Part one, we talked about college stories, how we met Steve. Now, what Steve is doing, palms out, Worm. Palms out. Palms out. <laughs> palms, uh, palms out. <laughs> I'll light him on fire. Light him on fire. <laughs> Show that clip again. In part two, we discuss what Steve is doing to better his community and to continue to support First generations, whether you know what, Hispanic, Latinx, whatever you want to call yourself, leche quemadas, you know, and also anybody else. If you need to know about financial aid and the college experience, ask. Email us. I'll answer any question. Talk to us, uh, but also ask somebody in your college. Somebody has to have the answer. Do not more. let somebody do not let somebody tell you college is not for you unless you know college is not for you. Um, just figure it out. College is where you can try it out. If you can make it, try it out. But with that said, Worm, what are you going to say? My qualitative research says get yourself a damn education. Get educated. Let's <laughs> But also with that said, Steve, what are you going to say? I'm going to say... <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> 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 With that said, there to be you, there to be weird. Steve, thank you for spending this time with us. Hey, you're always welcome back. Yeah, thank you, Thanks, brother. Guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having like me on. I said, there's a lot of menudo in there that we want to mess around with, <laughs> and we want to bring it out of you. Where that sounds weird, I like it. <laughs> Or apple solid person. Apple solid. <laughs> okay, with that said, thanks guys. Thanks to H2Fers. Bye. Later.